Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network, and <laughs> and a little bit of a turnaround tonight, Kaz is going to be hosting, and I am going to be the guest. Thank you very much, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, we're picking up more and more information about what's going on globally with guardianship. We have now connected with a guardianship group in England Hopefully, we'll have them on before the first of the year, but if not, in January. We're trying to work things out with them. Now, Chris from ASGA in Australia, who we work closely with, will be calling in tonight with a report. She's in Tasmania. They are having a huge convention there against the Australian guardianship system, which is the same thing as here. They just call different names, you know, for people that have different titles. Same thing. But we here we are, so uh, we'll be we'll be waiting to hear from her. And I want to remind everyone these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the new Whistleblowers Life website. And we'll be doing a lot of work with them. And we hope you'll follow us right on over there when we get ready to go. Oh goodness, Cause, uh, what else is going on? Anything? Well, do I get to tell our new and exciting stuff about yes. the podcast? Yes. Oh, my goodness. This is the exciting news that I have been teasing about as of, I believe, did it go into effect Monday? As of Monday, you can now listen to Marty Oakley and TS Radio Network on the following platforms. And the list keeps growing. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple. We are on Pandora, we are on Stitcher, we are on Amazon, and we are on Podvine. And more and more keep picking it up. Once we're on one, they seem to just, you know, keep running them on the different apps. And we are so excited. So now you'll never miss a show. You can go ahead and just, you know, listen to it on your Spotify at your convenience. And I know that one thing that I heard that was going to be really cool is that on blog talk, if you want to go forward or backward, you couldn't really do it. And this is a new user on Apple told me this, but that on iTunes, she can go forward or backward, or if she just listens to part of the show and then wants to pick it up later, she doesn't have to start from the beginning again. So there's a lot of great advantages if you aren't listening live that you can download one of these apps. She also said that we that she can hear that she gets notifications whenever a new show goes on. So we are so excited to be on all these new apps and so excited for all the new listeners that we are going to be getting 
we without even announcing it, Marty, we already go. have gotten 17 subscribers. I know. <laughs> and we didn't Yay. even announce it. And two of yeah, them are in the Czech Republic. I oh my I goodness. was like, yeah, people, you know, all over. So that was that was really exciting to see that it's, you know, all over. And there's so many stats on podcasts. And did you know this, Marty? Because I've been researching it. And, and since we have been invited to come on to all these platforms, you are might very well be the most listened podcast in the whole country of Australia. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> that is no. That is actually the case. And... There's just so many fun stats. I think we'll have a better idea on our stats because it's, you know, for everyone listening, we still have to go on to different platforms to see what the different stats are, and this is all new to us. And we have a special account that they put us on on Spotify. So that's a, even a, a separate little download. And so I know how things used to be tracked. It's now, it's switching up on us, Marty. Oh, no. And this is exciting. So I'll read yeah. I'll read again the different the different platforms that you can now hear. As soon as the shows are over, they automatically upload and they are on these different platforms. So we are on Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Apple and Podvine. And Marty has already gotten an invite. From a company, it's like the Nielsen ratings for television, and it's like a Nielsen rating for podcast. And Marty already has a profile on that, and that you know that's that didn't cost money or anything. They reached out and they got a hold of you, Marty, and you have yeah. that profile. So let's see, let's see where this takes us. And you know, Marty, because we're not glory hogs, this isn't about you know, this podcast getting more listeners so that, you know, I mean, right now no one's making any money. And it it really is so that we can get this message out about what's going on in guardianship, in hospice, in medical kidnapping, and all the other topics that we've done. And what happened when when these were uploaded onto the platforms and when Spotify took them, they took the last 300 episodes. So anyone who has been 300, so anyone who's been a guest with us in between, you know, now and the last 300 episodes, your your message and your story has now made it onto all these different platforms. And another it's one, just another platform I got a notice on it is uh, Listen Notes, um, Listen which seems notes. to be a pretty good yeah, and we're on there and. Um, Oh, yeah, they keep coming. This yes. this all start happen, and now we keep getting more emails, and there's yep. more platforms. And they just once it looks like once you get on some of the big ones, which we did, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, these other yes. other apps and stuff just you know end up sharing the information too. Right. And so we are so excited, Marty. Congratulations. And today's well, interview is all about your humble beginnings. And I get to ask you all the questions is is how how did this all start? And first, Marty, how many total episodes have you done so far? Uh, we're just coming up on about 1900. And that is uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, Blog Talk, of course, here recently erased 200 shows, and we lost a lot of listens. That's the second time they've done this. Um, one of the reasons I was glad we got picked up for syndication is, you know, for all of you out there podcasting on Blog Talk, you'll notice that you get very few stats. It didn't used to be that way. You got everything that came through, and they were hefty. Um, but they turn over here about six, seven years ago, shut the platform down for two weeks, and claimed they got hacked. But when they came back up, it turned out they had sold the family business, which was Blog Talk, and they became a big corporation with a CEO, and now the only stats any broadcaster gets is if somebody clicks an ad on your show page. That's the only thing you get. Nobody clicks an ad. It'll show up that even, like, say, for instance, Kaz and I wouldn't be there. It'd just be a zero if nobody hit an ad. And um, so this is going to give us a more realistic number. And I did have the shows metered, which we're not supposed to do here in the past. And uh, it just, the first time I had it done was on Elder Abuse Awareness Day some years back. According to Blog Talk, I only had like 15 listens. What it turned out was we had over 120,000. And these were trackable, traceable hits on the show. So, you know, they, and everything is to keep you from leaving the platform and uh, because they're making money on us. And so, <clears throat> you know, we just do what we do. But getting onto these other stations and going into syndication is really going to change things as far as giving us a more realistic look at who's listening and how many of you are listening, where are our listeners coming from. And, um, you know, even on our stats page versus our episodes page. It, the vast difference in numbers is just staggering and how you can put that out on the stats page and say, you know, you had 3,600 and some on this one, but on that same day on the episodes you had two. See, it doesn't work. But anyway, we're, we're moving on here. So yeah, it took a while, now but we are, here we are. Yeah. yeah. Now we're still going to be keeping blog talk radio up because that yes. is where all the we have all those extra episodes that are all um archived and that's the yes. proof of how long that 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 you marty have been exposing this how long yes. this has been going on how long people have been telling their stories and how long no one has cared and no one has done anything about it the proof right. is archived all over on this site here at blog talk radio and anyone can go back if you want to hear more than just the 300 that have been archived at the other platforms you can still do that at blog talk and the nice thing about blog talk is we can still do the live shows and take callers and then these are uploaded onto the other platforms. And so at the other platforms, you can't call in live. So that is the beauty of Blog Talk is that you still, we still can take live callers and do everything in real time. And um, the scary thing is we can't edit us, Marty. We can't go, ooh, put that out. We got to yeah. mind our manners. <laughs> that is for so, sure. Well, so anyway, nice. we are. We are. You're the you're the nicer one, so I've been told. So, but you know what? People are so excited to hear how you began, and I'm excited too. You know, how many years ago was it when you when you did your first episode? It's been going on fourteen, fourteen years. That's, and uh, that's crazy. You're like 
like one of the first people to podcast before podcasts became popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty new, and we started then. And I had been doing interviews on different stations. The first interview I ever did was with Pastor Mark Dankoff out of San Antonio, Texas. And at that time, I was fighting the USDA and the Agricultural Department over what they were doing to the farmers and the food supply. And I was up in Minnesota at the time, middle of farm country. So, I mean, the fight is on. And so he had, I was putting out a little newsletter cause, and I had over 3,000 people signed up for it. And he had gotten a copy. Somebody had sent him a copy of this. And he asked me, I said, I've never done, I can't, I don't, I can't do. He said, you'll do fine. Anyway, I was on with him several times. I was on with Derry Brownfield, who has since passed away uh, many times. He broadcast out of Texas also, and he was kind of the who's who in this uh, section on agriculture. And I learned a lot about the USDA and how it actually operates, and they ain't our friend, believe me. But anyway, um, in in the space of about six years, I did close to 400 interviews on other stations, wow. and yeah, I talked a lot. I still do. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, and then I had been on, uh, I'd had a man on my show, and then he had his own podcast in New York named John Wallace, and he called me the one day and said, you need your own show. I said, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I said, I wouldn't even know how to do this. You know, I've never done that. He said, I'll help you set up and I'll walk you through your first couple of shows. I argued wow. and argued. He said, set up your own show, for God's sake. So we did. I did a couple of shows and just nervous wreck. Now I don't care what anybody thinks. But anyway, then I was. I was just nervous. Uh, he called me the one day, and he said, i got a lady out here in New York who's got a strange story, but she desperately needs some airtime. Would you interview her as a favor to me? I said, sure. And so the lady was Sarah Harvey. And some of you may wow. be familiar with Sarah and um, her husband, Gary, had fallen down the basement stairs in their home, racked his head on a cinder block wall. She had gotten him right straight to the hospital. They said that he had a head injury, but that he would be okay. He might need a little bit of rehab, but nothing to worry about. She goes back the next morning to see him. She's got a guard on the door. She can't see him. He'd been guardianized overnight. Now, they were an upper-middle-class couple, had a beautiful home, and, of course, the war was on. They kept Gary in Shimon County Hospital in St. Joseph, New York, for eight years and he had numerous surgeries where his trait got infected and surgeries for which she didn't know why he had them. And they battled she, her getting visitation. Um, so I brought her on the show. And I had never heard of this before. And all the stuff I dug into, and I'm always stumbling across things, you know, and making a note, I need to go back and look at that. And I had never come across anything about guardianship or conservatorship. And she comes on the show. She's telling this story. And I was sitting there thinking exactly what I heard from people when I first started out reporting this. Well, they must have done something wrong. Well, if you hadn't done something wrong, they wouldn't have done this. Blah, blah, blah. And this is what I'm thinking. And I'm being honest here. This is what I'm thinking. And I'm getting right. madder by the minute because I'm thinking yeah. you're lying to me. You're lying to me. 
And Mm -hmm. so when the show got over, I, of course, dug in. It took me three days. And I'm a tenacious researcher. But I finally started bringing this stuff up to the surface. And what I was reading scared me to death. And I realized that she had not been lying to me. She wasn't telling the half of it. And I had to call her up. And I was crying. I actually was in tears. I was so ashamed of myself. And I told her, I said, I owe you an apology. And she said, for what? I said, Sarah, I didn't believe. She said, I know, Marty. And she was just so forgiving. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I never heard of anything like this. But I said, I'm on this. And that's what started all of this. And then people just... Once I announced that I was going to be doing shows on this, people just came out of the woodwork, and these were horror stories of how families had been ripped apart, and, you know, people had been kidnapped and isolated, drugged, robbed, abused, neglected, and ultimately killed. And so, you know, this is is what started. You can blame it all on Sarah Harvey. If I'd never talked to her, I'd... (laughs) You know, Thank I, you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. for doing the show. I've met Sarah in person. She is a sweetheart. You. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, she was always good to me, even though all over the phone, you know, I never did get to meet her. I did contact her to see if possibly she might want to call in this evening. Um, but she just seemed a little reticent about that. And this was this was such a long, agonizing journey for her. And yeah. what that woman went through, why she didn't lose her mind, I don't know. And um, because it would have driven yeah. most people just right up the wall. But she's a fighter. And she yeah. was fighting for her husband. And she never gave up. When he passed away, that's when Sarah sat down, finally. And um, they came at that woman every way but Sunday. Uh, she had... To- Go ahead. She had letters. I still she I seen them. She had letters from the guardian saying, "When you visit, you can hold you can hold his hand, but you can't kiss, or you can't hold his hand." I mean, there was like the the touch rules even. I'm like, yeah. and they're a married couple. Yes. It well, was, that's it like, was just uh, unbelievable. That's like uh, um, one Valentine's Day just a couple years before Gary passed. And I published this because I wanted people to see this. It was one of these, you can touch his hand once, you can kiss him on the cheek once, and then you have to sit eight feet away. And you can't talk about this and you can't talk about that. And if you do, uh, all visitation is ended. And she's in the room with an armed security guard and a nurse to make sure she didn't do anything to him. Uh, yeah. The people should they need to be watching out for was the guardian and the attorneys. And mm-hmm. that's who they he needed protection from. But they treated her, and they do this to families all the time. They treat them like they're criminals. They, yes. um, you know, they, they, this thing with the armed guards. And, and this is something I want to warn people about. It has become common practice now for hospitals across the country to have a guardian and attorney to deal with guardianship on staff. So when you yes. go to check-in... And don't ever sign that paper if they can't give you a hard copy of that, you know, admission thing. Because and they've always got the back of the monitor to you, so you can't see it. And they said, just sign on the electric box out there. No, you print me off a copy and let me read it. No, we don't do that. Then I don't sign it. And well, it's just a standard form. 
well, then there should be no problem. You got a big printer sitting up over there. And um, yep. but they don't want you to read it because what that says is that basically you forfeit your rights, and the doctor and the hospital make all your medical decisions now. And even like me, every, anything I do says no vaccines of any kind whatsoever for any reason. And that says right on their biologics. Watch for that word biologics. That means they can vaccinate. They can do blood experiments on you. They can do whatever they damn well want. And so never sign that. Make them print it off, a hard copy, mark through those things, initial it, and then in your handwriting down below say it, you, you are not to vaccinate, you are not to do blood testing, you are not, you know, and sign your name. And by the way, a signature, always cross out that word signature and put autograph. A signature is a corporate contract term. You are contracting with them to allow them to do what they're going to do. And this is part of what they'll use in court against you. Well, you agreed to it. You you put your name on the signature line. You use you autograph. That's personal and connotes nothing other than, yes, I read this. <laughs> and But you've got to be careful there. Now we also have people on staff. We've got three charge nurses over the years who were basically finders for attorneys and guardians, and if they got somebody in who was well off, they'd give them a buzz and say, we got so-and-so, and, you know, they've got a lot of assets, whatever it is they say, and they would be guardianized overnight. And this can happen to you. Understand that. This can yeah. happen. They can guardianize you overnight without anybody knowing, even the victim knowing. And, and they can throw out all your paperwork. So if you think, well, yes. I have my paperwork in order, it doesn't matter. They can throw all right. the judge can basically, you didn't know what you were doing you, when you filled yeah. out that paperwork or someone car hears you or, yeah. you know. Well, and that's just it. We had that one out in Arizona. Um, this man had had his estate planning in place for almost 20 years. They decided he was incapacitated based on God knows what. And then the judge looks at these papers and says, well, if he's incapacitated today, he must have been incapacitated back then. So I'm discarding all of these and all of that, those rights and everything else went to the guardian. And yep. But they do this all the time. And I think every law firm that is selling estate plans, how to avoid guardianship and conservatorship, ought to be up in court on fraud charges because they know damn well those papers aren't worth the ink that's on them. When you get into probate, and I'm already getting questions Wait. here. What's your problem with probate? <laughs> Here's my problem. Probate is not a court of law. It is a tribunal, just like the military tribunals. They, you have no constitutional rights. The law is what they say it is, and you're outside the, the legal system. I was outside the common law. There's reasons for that um, in tribunals is because – for the duration of your enlistment, you have been expatriated, and you don't get your citizenship back until you muster out. And so you are not. That's why they call you government-issued property. You become property of the government. And so they don't have to abide by the common law or anything else. Now you go into probate. Same setup, only the expatriation happens when that probate examiner grants the guardian ownership of the victim they lose what's called legal capacity 
meaning the right to their own name and identity that is taken from them. They are simply now referred to as a unit or merchandise or hey you. They lose legal agency, their right to contract and conduct their own business affairs of any kind. So this is what happens, but the expatriation is the determination of guardianship, rendering you no, no longer a living human being, simply an object. You have been expatriated, and you have lost and all how your many, rights. And how many, in all those times you've heard about guardians, how many words does an average guardian have or what have you heard oh of? I mean, cause you know, they're supposed to take care of people, right? Yes. Be their guardian. Well, I've heard as low as 70 or 80. And then of course we have Mary Rowan up there in Michigan, 1700. Um, how in the world do you take care of 1700 people, even 70? Exactly. So the, the state comes behind them and does things like, well, you don't have to see them once a month. If you see them once every two or three years, that should be good. How can you make decisions for someone, especially medical and health decisions, when you haven't even seen the person or talked to them in two or three years? You can't. This is a rigged deal. This is a rigged deal. Now, right now, they claim we have like $3 trillion in play through boomers, people 60 and over, that will be inherited by the next generation if they don't steal it first. And we've had five to ten billion. It's just a rough estimate. Now get this, cuz. Yeah. Here you got these uh, courts in the state, and they're set up. The tribunals set up probate, but for some reason they set up this tertiary system. But they didn't fund it enough in any state. Did they fund it enough to do auditing and to keep track of what's going on? Now who sets up a system like that? That's intentional. That's intentional. Oh, yeah. You had money for everything else, but you didn't give them enough funding to audit and to keep track of these people and what they're doing. Um, I've, I've told this before, but I'm going to tell it again. Years ago, there in Minnesota, I was down at the legislature, and that's when they were first bringing probate in, and I knew what I was seeing. They were getting this out of the civil and criminal courts where you had to produce evidence. And uh, you couldn't just stand up and levy all kinds of bogus charges. And they were setting up probate because these state judges were just overwhelmed with these cases. No, they weren't. And that's what you're paying them for anyway. So, of course, I argued vehemently against this. Outside, after it's over, a judge approaches me in the hallway. And he said, Marty, Marty, he said, you don't understand. And I said, what? He said, um... If we hadn't set up this probate system, he said, uh, we would have had to have hired more state judges and rented <laughs> more courtrooms. And he said, the cost, I said, isn't that exactly what you just did? Only you're calling it a different name. And there's yeah. a whole different set of rules that apply to it. And he got mad and the veins stood out on his forehead. It always kills me when that happens to men in the veins. Stand. I always want to pop them. But anyway, that, well, that aside. But anyway, um you know, it, this this is all done, and what infuriates me after all these years and the families that have just pled for help and please, you know, stop what's happening, uh, Lisa Belanger, in, in mm-hmm. front of the Massachusetts Supreme Court, they had raped her father's estate of approximately $7 million at this point. 
any personal possessions he had that were had any value to them. And he's he's in the midst of dementia. They're they've got him. They're holding him prisoner in his own home, which they quickly sold right after he died. And um, but she was in front of the Massachusetts Supreme Court, just begging them. And the guardian is over to the side, whining, going, "Your Honor, Your Honor, uh, she's costing her father's estate money." And he goes, or "She, Lisa goes, me." She said, I'm not getting a dime. It's you that's sucking him dry. And it was at that point she, she broke. And she started crying. She said, keep the effing money. Just give me back my father. I whew, about hit the floor behind that. And, of course, they weren't going to stop because they didn't think they had everything. But it, that's what people need to understand, that they haven't been directly exposed to this. These predators do not stop till they have wrenched every nickel, dime, and penny out of that estate. Um, any any benefits they're getting, Social Security, um, vet, veterans benefits, railroad retirement. As soon as that guardian gets their hooks in the victim, they make themselves the assigned payee on any benefits, and all that money goes right in their bank account. They only oh, yeah. have to give the you know, the victim $40 a month out of all their money. And they stick them in these god-awful places, um, and they don't go see about them. But it's just, I I don't know, because it's so sick, I can't even believe it. And all these years later, and here sits both federal and state legislatures fully aware of what's going on. Won't do anything to stop it. They will fund it. But they won't do anything to stop it. And they come out with these insulting fluff and buff bills that, you know, oh, we're going to save all the elderly from the predators. And you read it, and it basically does just the opposite. We're going to feed them to you one at a time. Yeah. Um, over and over. And I get tired of people um, who say, oh, Senator so-and-so's got a bill that's coming. And we fully support it. Well, you haven't read the bill, have you? Well, you know, I'll take what I can get. Well, you got nothing. Are you happy with that? I I don't yeah. understand that just because they come out with something. Don't start rah-rah on them. Read the damn bill. Read it. And see what yeah. it says. Anyway, I'll be quiet. Now, uh, well, I mean, you are such a wealth of knowledge. What you have not just done guardianship shows, although that's what we've been doing every Friday, and we're at a three and a half year anniversary. So you have let me tag along for three and a half years. So thank you very much. And, but you've done other topics besides guardianship. What other topics, Marty, have you done? Well, recently with Marcia Southwick from NASCA. Oh we yeah. Did the shows on the selling of body parts. This of course gets into guardianship too, because one of the odd things in here is that in the estate planning, of course, many people made their funeral arrangements and paid for it in advance, their burial. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the guardian would throw that out. Now, why would you do that? I can't think of any possible reason you would do that. Then when the person did pass away, it might be a month, several weeks before the family was notified. And then they were told the person was cremated. What I personally think, Mm -hmm. my personal opinion, I want to make that clear, this is my opinion, 
is they are selling body parts. And after yeah. they have wrenched everything they can out of the living individual, they're still finding a way to make money off the corpse. Yeah, but it's gross. There is no laws, there is no law or regulation for the selling and transport of body parts. None. So they can do this all and they hack the body up into four pieces or a head is worth $7,500, $7, an arm and his shoulder is worth 5000 I mean, it just goes on and they got it pieced and parceled out. And I'm just now doing the research on China's collusion with Planned Parenthood and the bodies, parts of babies, aborted babies. Really? They have been trafficking to China. Yeah. And this has been going on for at least six, seven years. And um, so there's a, and they're never going to, they're never going to abolish abortion. It's not going to happen. Which no. I, yeah. I don't believe in it myself, but there are circumstances that may, may seem to suit it, but it's not something I could do. But if you take, oof, this is hard for me to talk about. Um, you take these babies, and if a woman can't abort them, and she's poor, and I've said this repeatedly, the only thing conservatives, Republicans, hate more than an abortion is a kid on welfare. Um, they don't make any plans for how to help take care of that child, you know, this right to life and everything else. But see there again, right to life extends beyond babies. A right to life yeah. also extends up to our elderly but I don't see them speaking out about that either. And, um, you know, so it's there. This is all tangled up. It's like a big, ugly octopus with its tentacles and everything. But we are for sale. We are the most lucrative commodity this country has. And our government refers to us as the greatest product they have. Ma'am. So what other topics? I know there's a hospice show, and you do that with Marsha. How long have you been doing that show for? Oh, gosh, what, three years with Marsha? Three, okay. Marsha Joyner. Yeah, every other Wednesday night, and she, her family was a victim of hospice. So she's coming at this from a very personal perspective. But so many people have come forward on her show and told how they're loved one was murdered right in front of them and it's with the drugging and and they drug them <coughs> to the point that the sympathetic nervous system doesn't function any longer that what makes you automatically swallow it deadens that and so as they drug them the family they'll tell the family they've forgotten how to swallow no they mm-hmm. haven't forgotten you got them drugged up so bad they can't yeah. and dehydrated they're dehydrated, but they won't run a pick line for hydration. They can't understand something. When you go into palliative care, what they're calling palliative care, this is euthanasia. This isn't pain control, which is what that name would indicate. But this is the euthanasia part of hospice. And they start the drugging immediately. And the first thing they do when futility of care is called all medical treatment of any kind stops. And yeah. under Obamacare, they redesignated food and water as medical care. 
So they immediately withdraw food and water. After about four days, the pain from dehydration begins as the organs start shutting down. They won't hydrate them. The tongue swells. Uh, People start choking on their own tongue. They still will not hydrate them. They'll come in and give them more drugs. They give them what's called a ham sandwich. It's Haldol, Ativan, and morphine. And it's a, a kill shot. And they keep loading them up with this until the morphine shuts their lungs down. And they're gone. But um, my problem with this is these people who do this, these nurses who actually do this, will do this on a daily basis, go home to their families, and come back and do it again. And there's been uh, Facebook groups where they laugh about it, about doing the ham sandwich. I mean, Mm -hmm. they named it the ham sandwich, I believe. Yeah, yep. Or they ask me to tell them, somebody asks them, oh, you must want to ride on the van, at a van. Um, uh-huh. It's sick. These are sick people, very sick people. And it, I still, and I know people think I'm really nuts when I say this, still believe there are at least two separate species of human being on Earth, and science is kind of coming to this too. And by the way, they found just found a hitherto unknown rare blood type they didn't know was there before. Now, how the hell did that happen? But anyway, they um, have been watching this for at least 20 years, and they claim there are at least two species of human. And to me, this would account for all of these predators, because the people who do this, the guardianship, um, these attorneys that get involved, these nurses, doctors, these are predators. And I keep using as an example, compare a wild wolf to your favorite domestic dog. They look alike. One of them will love you up and the other one will tear your throat out. Same thing, yeah. same family, different species in the same family. And I think that's what we're looking at. There's far too many of these predators for this to be an aberration, for this to just be a one-off. You know, there's far, far too many of them. And they have no sympathy, no empathy, no integrity, no character. They don't love, they don't hate, they know greed, and what they want, and they're going to get it no matter what it costs you. And oh, too bad if it does cost you, because you got in my way. But there is something different about these people that do this. You, the ordinary person, cannot do this. Their conscience would eat them alive. Yeah, but it doesn't bother these people at all. So we need to look at them for what they are. They're not us. That's my Now you, I know it's been a while, but you used to do a dialysis show, didn't you? Yes. Yes. And and how long did you do that? Uh, we did that two or three years. Um, Arlene Mullen, uh, she, she would do a show every week. Or was it once a month? I can't remember. <laughs> it's been yeah. Much. But, um, yeah. And she would have people on that were being subjected to dialysis. And what they would do to them was just absolutely unbelievable, the suffering those people go through on dialysis. Um, Oh, my gosh. And anybody in the clinic, a nurse, a doctor, anybody can go into their file and say, oh, they were combative or they said this or that or they did this or that. They don't have to have any proof. 
They don't have to show you where it's at, who made the complaint, but the dialysis patient is kicked out of the clinic. Okay? Oh. And they're forced then to wait until their kidneys get so bad that they have to go to the emergency room where they are treated by the same nephrologist who owns the clinic they were kicked out of. Only now it's several times more expensive. And uh, they have to be at death's door in order for them to start up dialysis in the emergency room. And many times they don't. They just let them go. And uh, all of this is sick. Trump at the time came out one night before the last show we did and said that he had just signed an executive order making it easier to get harvested organs and organ donations going for like people, you know, that were like on dialysis because there was a kidney shortage. Uh huh. That scared me. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, where are you planning on getting these from? But um, yeah, it's just I I don't know. All of it is. What just, is some other? Yeah. What are some other topics that you've done shows on? I believe there's been some jails some different states that you've focused on. Could you yes. Could you share some of the other shows that you've done? Well, we've done shows on prisons, what goes on in the prisons, and almost across the board, without exception, people who have been prisoners and people who have worked in prisons have come out and said the same thing. The biggest criminals in the prisons are the guards. And, wow. <laughs> you know, just what you know about that is this, uh, you look at a state like Oklahoma, which Tanya did a lot of shows on Oklahoma and the prisons there. Uh, more people on death row than any other state in the Union. More wow. women imprisoned than any other state in the Union. Uh, it just There's just no hope for those people there. The, the whole place is so corrupt that, you know, I can't believe they, they somebody hasn't gone in there and busted that mess up. But um, it, what we pass... And understand something, guardianship is another form of being a prisoner. Yes. You might not be in a prison like with, you know, bars on the window, but you're slammed in a nursing home where you're imprisoned and you can't leave. And you're isolated. It's like being put in seg. Um, it's, it, this is a prison system. It's a, another prison system for the elderly. Yeah, and the mistreatment is just unbelievable. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, we've we've also we've covered so many things over these years. So many things. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. We did hospice. We done the organ donations, dialysis. Um, years ago, I had a show on immigration with a lady out of Minnesota called Ruthie Hendricks, and she did a really stellar job of reporting on what illegal immigration was doing to us. And we're just starting to see that now, how serious this actually is. Um, they're in Minnesota, St. Cloud. Yeah. Every every January, they have what's called a Somali dump. And they bring in 1,000 to 2,000 Somalis. Now, I don't have any problem with Somalis in and of themselves. But you bring them into a German, Catholic, all-white community, and they are there for a purpose, and it's, it's you know, it used to be, um, what is it, where they, 
neighborhood busting. They used to move black people in, and then white oh, flight. You know, segregation. Or yeah, desegregation? That segregation. Yeah. yeah. And um, but this is the same. Only now you've got people who are religiously, politically, culturally, diametrically opposed to the people who live there. And they can't coalesce on anything, which is exactly what they want. I don't want you coalescing. <laughs> and But they keep bringing more and more in. We just, all of this stuff in Afghanistan. I don't know how many Afghanis they brought in now. Um, the Chinese, they have that big free trade zone out there in Idaho. And then Idaho was just forced here about five years ago to give them, I think it was a five-mile square parcel of land to build a Chinese city. We have free trade zones all over the country. The one down in Missouri, the truck terminal, when you go to pull into it over the top in a big banner, it says you are entering sovereign Mexican territory. And wow. So we're being taken apart a piece at a time. But if you go back to the Hall of Demore of the 1920s and 30s, Stalin, and he killed off the Ukraines, 13 million of them, starved them to death. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he's doing this, he's bringing in immigrants, poor, uneducated immigrants from other countries. And as soon as he thought the scales had tipped, he came down hard on the immigrants, too, and they, of course, took him out. But um, it's, we're seeing the same thing happen here. We are, we are being taken apart by this forced influx of people from other places in massive groups, not just a family moon, you know, you know, not just that, that these massive groups, and and they're put into communities where they can never, and the Somalis like up there in St. Cloud have said, we have no intention of assimilating. We don't want to. Well, why are you here? You know? um, <laughs> but things are being done, and you try to be open-minded and, you know, accepting of people until they make it very clear that they have no interest in you or anything you're doing. And, um, you know, they live a whole separate life, and that, that's not going to work. <clears throat> you can argue that all day long, but it's not going to work. Um, I think, oh, Lord, I've done shows on the USDA. Uh, Lawrence Lucas now does one month ago, one, once a month for the black farmers. What has been done to these people is absolutely a national disgrace. And, of course, now we got Vilsack back in there. He's Monsanto's golden boy, Monsanto now mm. mayor. And um, when he was governor of Iowa, turned the whole place into a hog farm. And But yeah. he was not well-liked. And um, But he got the job at USDA, so he didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, I mean, we've just covered so so many things, and um, now you had a real popular one. You did whistleblowers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be picking those shows up again on every Thursday night, and uh, we're just trying to get things organized and uh, what we're going to do and what we want to focus on. There's a lot that needs to be done, and um, so we're working on that. But we come back on. That's what Lawrence is on. Is on the. Thir- last Thursday of the month is the whistleblower show for the uh, USDA, and he okay. reports on what's going on there. And um, so we'll have other shows like that that you know will focus on something else. 
And uh, a lot of whistleblowers are afraid to speak out. Um, I don't blame them because what's done to them, the retaliation is just terrible. And I keep telling people, we pay for all of that. Um, The person who who committed the whatever, there's no penalty. They're allowed to resign from their job if it looks like they could be prosecuted. And that way they can keep Keep all the benefits. benefits. Yeah. And, um, but if they get charged while they're in office, no. And, um, but they get to walk away. But their attorneys, we pay for. Any fines and restitution, we pay for. What does it cost them? Nothing. Nothing. And um, so we fund this whole thing. But everything is just, um, and I keep seeing things tying back to this culling of the elderly. They want rid of us so bad, cause they want rid of us so bad that they'll do anything yeah. to get rid of us. And they're also culling people who are disabled. Uh, yes. They just, you know, somehow, some reason, they just didn't make it. And um, and now they're encouraging mothers who are pregnant. And they do genetic testing and all of that now and everything. And they come back and say, you're going to have a Downs baby. You should abort. What? <laughs> what did you, you say? You know what? I, I have a story about that. I was okay. sitting in church. This is, this is like a real shocker. So I was sitting in church, and this topic came up. And I had never heard this before, that, you know, that doctors would tell pregnant women, you know, that your baby, there's something wrong. And this the pastor says could everyone in this place raise your hand if you as a woman and and they view a a church going woman more of a conservative you know values woman raise your hand if the doctor ever told you that there's something wrong with your child and that you should abort it marty like 75 percent of the room raises the hand he goes all around they were all told that they had a down syndrome baby and then then there was only one person who actually, and she did have the baby, had a Down syndrome baby, and everyone else has had, you know, a healthy, you know, I, I don't want to call it normal because Down syndrome, you know, that's how they were created. But they they had a child without Down syndrome. So I go to work the next day, and I'm I'm shocked. Now, I'm in a secular workplace, and I said, you know, this, this came up, and I was shocked. And you know what? Two people that I'm sitting at work tell me they were told the same thing, and they had the children, and there was nothing wrong. So I've never been told this when, you know, and I have, you know, some children, but I've never been told that. I was just like, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked at how many people are told these things. And then there's nothing wrong. That's scary. Yeah, yes, I agree. And um, But like, it's like with vaccinations, there is something in me that <laughs> the idea of intentionally shooting viruses and mutated viruses and fungus and bacteria and the DNA of non-related species into my body along with formaldehyde, polysorbate 80, and aluminum, and all this other stuff, somehow, logically, just does not make sense to me. And, um, you know, so no no vaccines. We got a caller here, Cuz. Can you see that? 
I did see that. Okay, All right, you do it, though, because okay. – no, you do it. I'm in okay. training. I'm in training, everybody. Okay. All right, uh, caller uh, 301. Hi, Cos. Hi, Hi Marcel. This Hello. is Marcel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Marcel. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I just wanted to call in and congratulate you. I mean, well, thank you. this is wonderful news. Yes. And this needed to be out all on all of the platforms for so many years. I remember yes. when I met Marty, um, I met Marty through a reporter. And he mm-hmm. actually was telling me about this woman who had this great um, show. He didn't call it a blog spot show. He just said, this yes. great show. And at the mm-hmm. time, um, I was with a national network. And Marty was... I'm talking about subjects that no one else would touch. Yeah. No That's one else Marty. would touch the subjects. Mm-hmm. She was fearless. Fearless. Yeah. And she wasn't just talking. She had this granular knowledge of so many of the things, uh, the subjects that she talked about. As a matter of fact, I remember guests becoming huffy because Marty knew as much about the subject matter and more in many cases than they did. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah, I have to so watch myself sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a good sense of humor and all of that's so important when you're trying to tell people the truth because the truth rubs people the wrong way. So you have Here's to them. find a way. Yeah, it scares them. So you have to find a yeah. way that you can tell the truth that doesn't offend them to the point that they run from the truth. And that's what yeah. most people do. You know, it's painful. I don't want to hear that, so let's run. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just wanted to congratulate you, and um, I, was, I was with this national um, network. It was all over the country, and we could not get subjects on, and I was working with the whistleblowers at the time. And... Um, I started to speak to Marty about it, and she said, oh, I'll have that person on, or I'll have this person on, or I'll have that person on. And she just had a slew of whistleblowers who started to come to um, her radio show. It just became easier and easier and easier. And and um, at that time, Marty was still calling herself a talk show host. And I said, no, you have a network. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, you yeah. Have a network. You're not talk show host. You're network owners who also have a talk show. And once Marty started to talk about herself that way, and people see the two of you that way, um, they'll speak to you very differently. Yes. 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 You'll get mm-hmm. a lot more respect. And the people that you have had on your programs through the years, Marty, have been amazing. But this will list it to a, just a completely different level. And now with all of these outlets and all of these people hearing these messages, hopefully um, this will hit the way it should have hit in the beginning. And that is there will be a way to disseminate truth that doesn't involve so much fear. 
And yeah. when people laugh a little, they open a little more, and they can absorb more of what you're saying. So listen, I don't want to hold you. I just wanted to say congratulations. I've been following these shows for years. I contribute um, guests when I can, and I know this is completely off the subject because you make some beautiful cakes. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yes, Thank you do. You. Yes, you do. Yes. Well, listen, they make you fat looking at them. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, let, let me get off. And I just want to say what a contribution you guys have made to the summit through the years, year in and year out. You guys have been such a blessing when it comes to the summit. Um, and I think that as much um, content as you give, as many subjects as you um, cover. I think people would be stunned to find out what high esteem Marty is held in when it comes to guardianship. Oh, well, thank you. Thank Take you. Bye bye. All right. Thanks, Marcel. Yeah. Oh, well. my gosh. Yeah. That was Marcel Reed. Yep. I, I am starstruck by Marcel. He <laughs> came on one time, it was my birthday. I was on yeah. this maybe two years ago, and you talked her in to come on, and um, and she came on and for like twenty minutes for my birthday, but oh my gosh, Marcel, okay. tell brag up Marcel who she is so everyone knows oh, like the big deal she, that she, just called in. Oh my gosh, yeah, yes yeah, she is too. Uh, she started yeah. the Acorn Eight. Um, she worked at the biggest Acorn agency in the country uh, there in D.C. And manage that office. And do you remember that video that came out that showed the couple coming into um, the the Acorn office and saying they wanted to open up a, like a prostitution ring, a whorehouse there in D.C.? Workers saying, oh, yeah, we can help you do that. That was all cut and edited and spliced. If you saw the actual video, which some news services did show, they were talking about starting, I believe it was a community center or something. But this was all done up to try and disparage Acorn and what they were doing. And Marcel found some discrepancies in the finances there, blew the whistle on it, and they came after her with fangs bared. And <laughs> she fought him off for two or three years, about took her down, she told me. And she said that one morning she just got up and decided that was enough and <laughs> started over. And anyway, out of that came the Whistleblower Summit and, you know, a venue for people who do blow the whistle, um, trying to find places for them to speak out, uh, doing whatever she can do for them, because a whistleblower's life is, to say that it's tragic is an understatement. It's what these yeah. people go through for being honest and telling the truth is is just reprehensible. It's just terrible, and they need our support, so we always give it to them. But anyway, um, that's how... That's how she came to be, and then like she said that reporter introduced us, and um, I don't know. There was just – I'll never forget that. I was sitting at the dinner table. It was kind of late in the evening, if, as I recall, and we were having a late supper, and the phone rang, and I reached around behind me to answer it, and it was her. And she said, hi, my name is Marcel Reed, and the sound of her voice struck something in me. I know this sounds hokey as hell, but it's the truth. And a chill ran over my body, and I all I could get out was, we're having supper right now. Could I talk to you later? And she said, yes. But her voice, there was something about her voice that resonated with me. 
and when she called back the next day, I had to apologize to her for being so brusque and getting off the phone. But there was just a connection there, and there has a been a divine appointment. Since. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh my and, goodness. And that, that people talk about I'm an atheist. Oh, Marty's an atheist. No, Marty isn't an atheist. Uh, have oh, no, I am not an atheist. I'm not a religionist. You can shove your religion wherever it fits best. My faith is in God. End of story. Yeah. But anyway. We have great talks. I see we have another caller, and it is calling in from the Pennsylvania area code. I am recognizing the area code 610, Marty. Yes. You're live and on the air. Oh, hi, Marty. Hi, Cos. It's Elaine. Hey, Elaine. Thank you. Thank you for calling in on our special show, Celebrating Marty. Yeah, well, first of all, Marty, you you left out the one thing you have covered, and you gave me a little, uh, you know, quite a platform when you covered also the family court uh, spectrum with where, you know, guardianship overlaps into that. And so, you know, thank you for that so much. That's been like, over three years that you have given me a platform. But listen, I missed the first five minutes. What are we talking about? What What's going on here? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'll share it. So our big exciting okay. news, Elaine, is yeah. now you don't just have to listen to Marty Oakley and TS Radio Network on Blog Talk. And if you, for some reason, are too busy and you can't get on the live show, you can now hear us on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon, and Podvine. And then there's more. I think there is another one. They just keep coming. So we now are on all the apps. And we are so excited because before even announcing it, we've already had 17 new followers. And we haven't even announced it. And two of them oh, were in Czech Republic. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. So congratulations. Thank you. We were very excited to be discovered, and I'm going to brag on Marty. Marty is already – they contacted her, and she already has a uh, profile. It's like the Nielsen ratings for pod. She's on oh. the radar. We've. It's like taking that next step. It's a super big deal, and we're super excited. We're still trying to, like – learn our way around because they give you once once they put you on the platform then if you want to see your statistics like what countries are downloading you who's listening what episodes uh the last 300 episodes have been uploaded to all these um, platforms and you know marty and i didn't do it because uh we wouldn't know how to do that so (laughs) we were really excited when we were contacted and told that yep this is we can uh, make this happen and we agreed yes this will be amazing and so yeah we're what's most exciting is that there are it's an all-new audience that we can get this message out about these corruptions and hopefully this will save lives because this is a serious topic this is life or death for people and this is a serious yes. topic and now we are on new pa- platforms and like the one that I saw what was um oh was it Spotify there's uh, two people from Czech Republic following us. I mean, it's crazy the different countries that are following what Marty's reporting. And in fact, 
Marty may be the number one podcast in the whole country of Australia based on the statistics mm-hmm. that we're starting to see. So it's oh, very awesome. exciting. That's wonderful. And just think about, Marty, just think about like back when you first had that first woman contact you about the guardianship. And like right now you find, you know, people find it hard to believe who are in this that nobody else mm-hmm. knows what's going on if it didn't this is the same. Yeah. This will give you more more people who have no idea because it didn't happen to them or they don't know someone. It'll give them, you know, they'll be alerted to this. And I right. also I I also read sometimes Marty and I've seen uh, your shows animal. You know, you advocate for animals too. So I I've mm-hmm. noticed that as well. You were saying about the different yeah. topics. You're I know you're an yeah. animal rights. Type of person too. Yeah, like, we uh, with, did a spinoff. Yeah, we did a uh, four years of shows for the wild horses that the BLM mm-hmm. uh, did those with um, Debbie Coffee, who was with Wild mm-hmm. Horse Freedom Federation, uh, about them wiping out our wild horses and burrows and all of that, sending them to slaughter. I mean, it's just disgusting what the BLM is doing, and um, had no particular reason other than they can. And, uh, in, uh, of course, Debbie Dahmer, who was on four years on my station, uh, who with Voices Carry for Animals, she wanted to start her own on her own station. So I helped her set up and everything. And she just had her anniversary show here about a month, two months ago, and she had me call in so she could rag on me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, she's doing real well. She's a big, big animal advocate. I mean, heart to the heart she is. And, but, oh, my gosh, um, it just, I, I, I just, I can't even think of all the stuff we have covered. I mean, it just, it's been a long road, and you figure an average of at least 50, if not 75 shows a year. Uh, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're the one that has to put them together and get the guest... <laughs> And do the show and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And um, we've got we've got some other advocates out there that are doing everything they can too. And of course, we got the Glory Hogs, which is um, <laughs> oh, that's a whole yeah. nother show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's oh my goodness. Show. And yeah. and Marty and Pat, I know I sent you a couple of weeks back about the the. Pennsylvania legislation, of course, yes. um, because you've already said so many times that all this legislation is, it, it, you know, even if it starts out looking good, it gets sliced and diced and ends up nowhere. That, I didn't bother reading through it. They have two pieces that are out there. One was supposed to be addressing the guardianship because so many people have complained about it. The other one right. was about elder abuse, and I, I just... You know, I've already thrown my arms up because I just, I don't see the legislatures in Pennsylvania doing anything requested no. by the constituents. So I just thought I'd let no. you know that. In fact, I told you that there was somebody supposed to be coming up to Pennsylvania teaching the guardians how to get the money from the uh, victims that they guardian. I guess if they don't know all the tricks in the book, they're going to instruct them. So, oh my God! It would be even better. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I believe I know the, the national headquarters for the uh, um, the guardianship association is there in Pennsylvania. A pretty corrupt state. 
it's it's unbelievable. Um, the, yeah, you got uh, you got Bob Casey, right? Yeah. Well, we yeah. do, and that yeah, that's for uh, the one U.S. senator. And right now, it's like one of them big races that uh, in the country for the second U.S. senator. So we have uh, Doctor Oz running against another guy who is currently the lieutenant governor, and um, so it's one of the big races that people are watching in the country because it has to do with, you know. The legislators, with the, you know, who's going to run the show, the, the right, Republicans yeah. or the Democrats. And, you know, to people like you or me, we see it. We don't see much of a difference. You know, to us, it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, seems to wow. be that. Yeah, and Dr. Oz is like mm-hmm. a TV guy, you know, and he's, he's going to have his eyes open. So you never know. Is he going to, you know do a TV show and let everyone know what's really going on or is he going to get in line and make some money? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Cause yeah. it seems like all this corruption seems to be bipartisan. doesn't matter who's running the show here. Which exactly. Party, they all, and even the guy, even those who start out and you really believe that they want to do good, it always seems yeah. to go yeah. south. But, I think um, everyone's for sale. It seems if you get into politics, all for sale. You know, well, you I wonder. Cannot believe. I cannot believe in all that has gone on just in the last ten years that anybody is still clinging to this right versus left, Republican versus Democrat, who God loves and who God doesn't, and blah blah blah. blah. Get off that stuff, as someone said. Get your head out of your false left-right paradigm. Uh, that only exists out here to keep you fighting with each other. You get out yeah. to D.C., it's one big party, and as George Carlin said, and you wasn't invited. Uh, <laughs> I've said yeah. many yeah. times, uh, you know, when they say something passed on a bipartisan vote, that means three Republicans voted yes, should have voted no, and three Democrats that should have voted no voted yes. And this is all <laughs> staged, planned beforehand. And then they say, oh, it was passed on bipartisan. Uh, because nobody wants to take the fall for whatever they just did, so they decide to share in it equally. Um, it, it just uh, let go of the politics, um, you know. And I hate to even bring up this name, but Trump, for the love of God, what did anyone, particularly women, see in this man who, before he even got there? was outed on a recording for saying about women, all you have to do is grab them by the P. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's a womanizer, a serial adulterer, a chronological liar, pathological liar. The man cannot tell the truth. Um, his own sister, a federal judge, wrote and said he is not to be trusted. He has no principles. His niece wrote a book about what a jerk-off he is. And yet people say, oh, he did so many good things. Name one. Name one. And what did we get into his place? A man who doesn't know <laughs> what planet he's on. Um, Biden absolutely is so lost. It's an <laughs> yeah. embarrassment. Uh, the, the, oh, good Lord. Somebody save us, please. Um, but yeah. my whole thing is I'm, I'm not voting again. I refuse to vote for any more of these old men. And they're just puppets anyway. They are just puppets anyway. 
Um, yeah. They're doing what they were told to do, and none of it is to benefit you. So get that through your head. And uh, <laughs> I just why Trump isn't in jail for that insurrection? Um, I don't know. I'd like to know why. If if I stood an hour before somebody attacked the Capitol and said, I want you to go right down there and I'm going to lead the way and we're going to storm the Capitol and we're going to steal back the election and everything, I'd be in prison. No questions asked. But this man does it, and he's still walking around blowing his mouth off. Of course, he did get rid of the red, the orange hair, the Cheeto head. i got to give him that. Oh, but, um, oh is it a new color? Yeah. But, and then you he got a Biden. Yes. Oh. You, you get Biden, who just absolutely, like I say, doesn't know which planet he's on, just stumbles and bumbles, and and they're trying to make an issue out of his son being a drug addict. Well, excuse me, uh, one of those Trump boys is a co-kid, so why aren't we talking about that? Well, no, no, we can't touch that. And um, But it's just, this is what I'm saying. This stuff is such a load of crap, and it is put out there and set up specifically to keep you at each other's throat. Because if you stop and realize all of them are taking you to the cleaners, you might coalesce. And it might be more than an insurrection. Why do you think they want to disarm us? It isn't because they're worried about anybody. Have you ever noticed that every time they're pushing hard to strike down the Second Amendment, somebody walks out of the woods, and for no apparent reason, it happens every time, every time, every time, shoots up a school, a church, a mall, something. No no warning, no. They say, see, this is why we need gun control. Ask the people in Australia about that. They disarmed them 10 years ago, and as they've all said, and as soon as they did, our government turned on us with a vengeance. We have no way to defend ourselves. Yeah. And that's what they want here. They want us and disempowered. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the is, all, these, all those politicians, a lot of them, they go in there, average earning people, and they all yep. walk out of there as multi-multi-millionaires. It's just another guardianship deal. Yeah, they're yes, all in there yes. making money. They're all leaving yes. there super wealthy. Like, how is yep. that possible when they get a they have a set income and you know they yep. talk about some yep. of the ways that they get that money and they'll, yeah, they they take the, it's the bribes they just figure yep. out how to get that bribe money did a speaking engagement and got paid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The kickbacks, uh, the the insider trading tips that they vote uh-huh. on so many different ways. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's really um you know, it's really if, sad. If it, it is, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't clean up, our country's in trouble. Like this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they are. It, we can't yes, we it can't continue. It cannot continue. No. We are you know? thirty trillion in debt as a country. Now, when the President of the United States says, uh, you know, uh, we borrowed the money on the good faith and credit of the people of the United States, that means that he put up your labor, your land, all of your assets. It's called hypothecation collateral on the money that was borrowed. At $3 trillion, we could no longer meet the service debt, the interest payments and all of that. We are sitting at $30 trillion. And China owns 65% of all of our home mortgages now. They own 18% of our land. Um, it's Guess what's coming, folks? But anyway, uh, we've got another caller. Elaine, stay on here with us. 
Uh, let's get no. this caller here, Kazi. Okay. All right. I see caller 303. Hi, everybody. You're li- Hello. You're, you're live on the air. Who is this? It's Luann Fleming and Robin Austin. Oh, hey, hey, hey Luann. Hey, Robin. <laughs> Hi. I, I had a giggle. You said you're going to be interviewing Marty and um, for the radio show and how she got basically forced into um, letting everybody know about and all the court systems going on. And I thought, well, I think I should call in because I can actually vouch, Robin and I both could vouch for Marty, how hard it is to um, put in radio shows and all the efforts involved. I mean, getting yeah. guests yeah. not stop out. We can see that. So congratulations. <laughs> Yo, thank you. Well, it's gotten a, a lot easier for me, Luann, since the cause came on board with me. She takes on a lot. It took a load off of me because uh, it was just getting to the point where I was so overwhelmed that I, I couldn't keep up. I just absolutely could not keep up. So she's picked up a lot of that and it's working out well, but you have to be careful because she's evil. <laughs> <laughs> I learned, have learned a ton. I've just learned a ton. And, and, and Marty is not, we're not just doing this. Marty is like when I'm like my BFF, she gets... <laughs> all my pictures of my cakes and various stages and all the other stuff that we talk about. We're probably, we probably chat on the phone a couple times a week and we're texting and that's just been the best blessing for me. So all the holes out there that, you know, did everything to me mm-hmm. and my family, I got a friend out of it. I got a lot of friends out of it. So Yeah. And that's what we talked about too, is that since we created our radio show too, uh, you know, I I I've seen more friends come out of this than I've ever could have imagined, um, yes. and that's the at all. But the sad abuses against what's going on in the probate courts and and just all the courts, the family courts. Well, it's you know, not even you know. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to even classify where the uh, the abuse um, begins and ends because these days it is all the way up and down, over and above through and through the government, the, um, yep. the courts, the, the, all, you know, the entire, all the layers of government, all the layers of the court system, yep. all the, you know, all the, the layers system. of industry, the yeah. health system, all, all have corruption just rife and running mad through them. And the yes. average person, even the media, even the media, the fact that we're able to talk like this, this is a this is a blessing that we should treasure because yes. the yeah, things right. I feel like is this thing that may very well be temporary because you look at some yeah. societies you don't have freedom of speech at all no. and freedom of speech is yeah. going no. the way dinosaur in our own yeah. country when you yeah. tell the truth about <laughs> let's take something like ivermectin and put it on Facebook <laughs> and yeah. see how long that lasts. Yeah, and, you know, that. because it cures what is only cured by the shot, according to these lying, oh, my God. Yep. And so, you know, that's one example out of thousands mm-hmm. of, 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 of things that you are um, blocked and, and, and prevented from telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, doctors yes. are, are sanctioned if they're truthful with their patients about what's going on in the world today. Right. Um, but I have newspaper, a... Newspaper uh, editors 
are sued for telling the truth about what's done in the courts. Um, reporters are are in jeopardy for their for their lives by telling what's right. you know these all of these yeah. truths that, that we have the pleasure of speaking about are 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 only available to us because we're this little niche market in one little corner of the internet where we can right. talk to about what's going on in the world and those people have the privilege of being able to hear it before it is before we're sanctioned before we're shut down right. before they discover what we're doing and shut us up you know right. well Rob and I've and, anticipated that happening at any time I truly have because you're absolutely right more comes out on these little podcasts and these little independent stations more valuable information more truth telling than you will ever buy. I can't even listen to, like, to the evening news. It's so much crap. I can't. I honestly, after two or three minutes, I have to get it off. I, I can't listen to it. Right. And yeah. they're eventually going to get around to Let's us. See. Say, uh, Marty, I've learned more on our radio shows, your shows, our shows. So much truth has come into our radio, so I can't even tell you. It's, yep. it's amazing how many people are being lied to and how many people, you know, have no idea when they go into a, any kind of court that they're going to be bamboozled. You know, and, right. and we've been yeah. getting messages between your show, our show, and many others. We've been doing it. I remember the yes. show that on on uh, on TV. Um, oh gosh, can't even remember the name of it at the moment. But uh, and and they would say the truth is out there, and yeah. these days the truth is out there, and the media wants to make sure, and the billionaires want to make sure, and the powers that be want to make sure that it stays out there and doesn't come in here. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What I can vouch for the party is putting these radio shows together is really difficult. And, yeah. And I can say I understand how that is because sometimes I'll swear at my computer for two hours to get <laughs> to get it <laughs> Yep. 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 And Never come close hard. to punching out my monitor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it ain't. It, it ain't easy. And, uh, but that's, you know, and that's the thing here. We all are out here and we get called conspiracy theorists. There's a difference between conspiracy theory and a conspiracy analyst. Just because mm-hmm. you use right. the word theory does not mean there wasn't a conspiracy there too many times. Uh, right. I was just talking to someone else about this a few nights ago. You, you go back 30 years and the government could pull off any kind of crap. Let's take the Vietnam war. Um, they said the Gulf of Tonkin incident is what started it. Unfortunately, they just admitted here last year it never happened. The Gulf of Tonkin right. incident where one of our ships was supposed to have been attacked. Initially, Johnson was going to say that Egypt did it. They attacked our ship, and he was going to nuke the Mideast and take over the oil that way. Only somebody blew the whistle on him. He quickly did an about-face and said, no, it was Vietnam. And we got to go after Vietnam. Vietnam, to this day, is so poor, they're lucky if they have a dinghy boat, uh, much less a naval vessel that could attack or an air force that could attack a Navy ship. But it's, as I'd say, it turned out that it never happened to begin. They admitted it never happened. Of course, we were all conspiracy theorists, you know, we were, but they were, it was true. But see, they used to be able to get away with it. Now when they tell a lie within five minutes, it's on the net. Um, they got exposed, and uh, yeah. So they, they, yeah, they can't hide anymore. So they're going to shut the net down. They're going to shut people like us down. 
uh, yeah, that's limit that conversation. Yeah. Twitter and all major mm-hmm. internet companies shutting down mm-hmm. accounts that tell the truth. Yep. Like Dr. McCoy. Yes. They're really shutting down. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. So sad. Because yep. you get truth by these people. Yep. If you can't get it on it's, Facebook and you can't get it on Twitter, you can't get it on Snapchat, and you can't, it's because somebody's trying to tell the truth. Right. Yes. So sad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, hey, I, I don't know. I, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. was just going to um, – this is Elaine. Um, yeah, I was on – Luann and Robin, I was on the show, your show last year, and, yep, uh, they. what happened with me was when I put my stuff out in the courts, they wanted to silence me, and they ordered away my constitutional due process right to censor my case, and they shut me up. They didn't want my case out there. They didn't want all the crime and corruption. They, there was no way for them to deny my appeal, and this is in the state court, and they certainly weren't going to overturn it, so they just ordered away my rights. And and this is the other thing they do. And I'm not the only one. I know other people. They they just order away people's rights. The courts yeah. don't even have the authority to do that. And they just write right. it on a piece of paper, and it becomes it, that's that's how that's how it is. It just is yeah. that way. But um, yeah. But I I thank everybody for giving me you know a platform, a place to speak because nobody, none of the mainstream would, they don't want to hear it. They won't, no. they won't hear it. Even, it. even the reporters, individual reporters might want to report on something and then their editor says no. So Because right. it will affect uh, advertiser. That's what yes. I've, I've heard. Yeah. Because there's yep, certain yeah. advertisers and if you do certain reports, it's going to upset an advertiser so it will never yeah. happen. Yeah. Exactly. Excuse me, Chris. Mm-hmm. Wow. We are in such a mess. We are just in such a mess. Um, have you noticed it's gotten a lot worse, Marty, lately? I mean, there's so many yeah, people yes. calling in, so many cases. I mean, I can't even keep track anymore. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, and it's already your case. You think it's, a, God, this one is really bad, and the next one's even worse. And like I say, here we've got federal and state legislators who are fully aware of what is going on, sitting there and won't do a thing. Oh, they started a new committee on aging, and they're going to pay these people $75,000 a month or a year to sit in that chair once a year, um, the federal committee on aging. They now make 86000 a year for sitting on that committee. They are non-regulatory. They have no, they can't even make suggestions. Uh, They collect information and go home and have dinner. And that's all they do. I've been asked to come to that meeting several years in a row, and I'm not wasting my time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, in every state, we have committees on aging, committees on elder care. We have this and that, something else, and yet nothing gets done. Nothing changes. And Nothing. you need to look at that and ask why. You look at the like these senators and representatives that they come out. Well, I'm going to do something about this, and they, I'm, we're writing a bill. And then you look on the, like Open Secrets carries a lot of them. You go on there and look at the money trail oh and the donations from from the bar association, from um, <laughs> various attorneys, from the Guardianship Association, um, ICOR that runs this global guardianship conservatorship thing. 
the donations that come in, in the hundreds of thousands. And all of a right. sudden, we get these slough and buff bills. We get these do-nothing bills, Elaine, just like the two you just sent along. Uh, it, it's just a bunch of convoluted language that ends up meaning nothing. Nothing. Right. right. Well, and, Martin, uh, how, about we put, how about we put them on commission? They don't get paid anything until anything gets done. How about that? <laughs> That'd be a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't do, you hey, don't Marty, pay. My book, Marty, my book is on promotion tomorrow for any of your listeners. Court date, oh, great. You know, the court divorce from the law. It's on promotion for free tomorrow. I don't know how, oh. you know, who's listening. That's at Amazon. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, if anyone, anyone's interested. But, um, mm-hmm. yep. Put them on commission. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Marty, All right. I just thought of we have to mention Marty and I are special speakers. It's this Thursday already. Oh. What? We, <laughs> this Thursday, yeah, it's this Thursday already. Marty and I will be speaking at a convention for social workers for the state oh. of Wisconsin. I'll be there oh, in person, and you're going to be on a camera somehow. Yeah, with the bag over my head, as sick as I've been, you don't want to see this. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have a big old brown bag on my head. Um, Two eyeballs cut in it, yes. But, um, yeah, it just, I got to get those handouts together for Kathy, too. She must think I forgot her. I just got, I saw the list of stuff that I've got here to do. Honest God, it yeah, scares me. Sometimes I can't look at it at night because I'm afraid I'll dream about it. <laughs> and I don't the good want news to. is I think I have some handouts because we, when I had the bakery, we used to do a fundraiser for NASCA for elder, uh-huh. um, elder abuse awareness. Um, and I have, I think, and Elaine and um, Sharon had sent me a bunch of stuff. So I think I, I think I will be able to find it and, and okay. get it out there on the table. But yeah, okay. we're just think about as we're talking about, you know, interviewing you, Marty, what are all the different speaking engagements that you've done? I mean, this is a big one. We're gonna be speaking in front of several hundred people about guardianship and they're all social workers. Yeah. Good. And that's the thing too. But it, it, the point is, will they listen? It's too easy and I know Luann, you and Robin have noted this too. Um even though you come armed with mountains of information that's verifiable, they immediately oh, start the murmuring and the, oh, well, you know, they're just overreacting. And, you know, that isn't the way it is. I, they might have run into that one time, but, you know, that's not the rule. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yes. but they they start oh. these campaigns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, anything mm-hmm. to discredit you. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. but I noticed oh. in person, oh. they, they, they don't have much to say to me. Um, uh, and I'm not that big. I'm only five foot four. So, I mean, it's not like I'm some big, you know, six footer. And, um, but, but they are very reticent about saying anything to me. They kind of smile and tap their foot and, uh, you know, uh, shut up. And, um, right. you have a problem. Are you recording and, uh, this? Uh, Facebook? Huh? Are, is Say it going to be recorded? Um, I have asked her if this was going to be recorded. I maybe I can like get my phone out there and do a Facebook Live, but from what I understand, whoever is putting it on, and it's not the state; it's the association that all these 
social workers belong to is actually the one that's putting it on. And so the content belongs to them. So I don't know oh. if it's going to be recorded. I had asked her, and she said she wasn't 100% sure on that. But if I can okay. get someone to hold my phone, I'll do a Facebook Live. But that'll be, okay. we're speaking at noon central on Thursday. Okay. okay. It's a good thing you reminded yep. me. Um. Yeah, up in, the, up in the Wisconsin Dells, Marty. If you came in person, you could see the world's largest water parks. It's like the capital of water parks. Don't you know about water and witches? Good heavens, I can't go near that. And, uh, oh, my God. Hopefully I'll be here Friday. I'm going to melt myself. Yeah, somebody <laughs> sent me a, one of those graphics, and it showed a broom that was broken. It says your car broke down. I thought, no, that wasn't nice. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's just so mean. Yes. So, but well, that's all right. Marty and Todd, you, know, you guys have been a a real big voice out there for so many people. I just wanted to come on and say thank you for doing everything you guys do. I well, mean, a lot you of know, you do know your part too. You you yeah. do a lot. You do a lot to support what we're doing, and I hope we what we do supports you because oh, we're the two two shows out there that are steady on this. And uh, yeah. people yeah. always say, well, aren't you in Luann enemies? No. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. And, uh, well, I thought you guys would hate each other. Why? Well, you know, she's got a show like yours. And your point? Um, and your point? Uh, this, this pettiness. Uh, well, I just yeah. figured you two would. Just hate each other. No, I probably hate you for calling me, but um, <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> I don't no, hate Luann, no. And yeah, um, no, come on any time. Yeah. Except where's Mighty Mouse? When I believe in what someone is doing, I generally don't hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go, yeah. Robin. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what I don't get, you get. What I, you know, you don't get, I get. So it, it, right. it works out. <laughs> You know, some of our and, uh, that we picked some of hers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. And uh, it just—it's—it's it's hard work. People think, and if I hear one more person say, "Well, I know you're making thousands off of these shows," oh. I keep telling y'all, there is a semi-trailer truck out there full of cash. This is this is Marty's money. Give directions to my house because we're broke. I tell you. Yeah, and I look at it as tithing. I look at it as tithing, you know, because you know, you give money to a church. I just give it to Blog Talk and expose. I, I look at it as community service. I, I figure, <laughs> I figure yeah. I'm lucky yeah. they have blocked the stuff, so I'm doing community yeah. service. Yeah, there you go. And uh, it just, uh, I don't know. Um, one of the things that concerns me is here, just in the last year, and most recently, Zena. We have lost yeah. a large number of advocates, activists, important people. Yeah. I don't yeah. think this yeah. is any action. This is my personal opinion. I'm speaking for myself only here. I do not think this is an accident. I have been ill for about three months now, and seriously so, and became just dropped. I mean, I was fine one minute. The next minute, I couldn't get up. And... A lot of strange things have happened to me, and what we're looking at are these directed energy weapons. Um, there's no regulation on them. Private companies have them. The military has them, CIA, FBI. 
different other agencies in the federal government have what's called a directed energy weapon referred to as do and um it causes what uh, you might know of as havana syndrome this is what they attacked all those guys down there in cuba with but they can fire these song things off this is what 5g is about 5g is not so you can download youtube faster at 2g it was as fast as you needed to go 5G is a retrofitted military weapon, just like the smart meter on your house is a retrofitted military weapon. And But something is happening, and when I see clusters of people falling ill, I figure that's what it is. They're testing this yeah. weapon, but they test this thing out all the time, and they can direct it simply at you or a whole community or a block. They can do whatever they want to do with it. And... Um, but it's a form of control, and unfortunately, many people succumb to it. And um, I think I came very close, quite honestly. But uh, I'm too mean. I guess that's it. But you know, just I do. I think there's a great deal of truth in what you're saying. Uh, we are surrounded. We we swim in a sea of uh, of energy. And, and it's yep. radio frequency energies that are all new. Many, many, many of them are new. In, and these radio frequency ranges do affect biology. And yes, uh, and yes, you're. I think you're spot on in a lot of a lot of these things that you're saying. I also think uh, to amplify on what you said that there is uh, the science of resonance means that if you tune your frequency just right then you're resonating with a particular individual and you can, and, and there is patents on devices that yes. you can use to create subsonic vibratory in energies at a particular frequency and then use that carrier wave to inject information into someone's yep. mind. So yes. Oh, wow. Their voices in their head, they begin to, think that they're having thoughts when those yes. thoughts are being injected into their head. They, um, this technology is so advanced that they're experimenting with the ability to uh, take over the nervous system and cause people to act as they wish for them. Yep. In other words, now your hands are moving because someone is moving them and you're doing things because someone is in control. They've hijacked your nervous system. This is how far right. this technology can go and these weapons are patented to do now how much yep. of that is being done oh god only knows and the evil ones that are up to the up to no good yeah actually doing yeah um yeah but, uh, but well, i also Robin, you... oh i'm sorry go ahead please i just wanted to say but i also believe that as individuals we are frequency generating devices ourselves yeah. We have in our heads a pineal gland. A pineal gland is a little stack of crystals, sort of shaped like a pine cone or Christmas tree, and a stack of crystals can amplify and uh, focus energetic beams. So we have this capacity to shield ourselves by the, by the power of our thinking, by the power of our aura, by potentizing that uh, life force within us in a particular way. We, we have defenses that are innate to us, that can be brought mm -hmm. to bear in some circumstances. So we're not um, we're not just hopeless, helpless victims in the face right. of these things, but 
things do exist. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like, yeah, EMF uh, poisoning, yeah. electromagnetic field yeah. poisoning. I have a niece who is suffering terribly, terribly from this. Uh, they have had to unplug all the electric, especially the microwave and the stove and fridge and those things in the house. She can't be around a cell phone. She can't, um, I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. She has to use shields just to get through the day. Um, she had a heart attack here recently. This woman has been a fitness trainer all her life. And, but this is, she's suffering terribly with this. But this EMF radiation, and now they come out, uh, who, who was it, um, just in the last week, uh, they're stocking up on uh, pills for radiation sickness. Um, mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder what's causing that. And, uh, but like I say, there's no regulation on any of this stuff. They can do whatever they want with it. Uh, Chris told us over there in Australia, they've already openly used it on protesters. And uh, mm-hmm. that and the sound weapons. I remember when Iraq and Afghanistan, and they were televising the war. Oh, aren't you proud? And they, I remember the bombs were dropping on Baghdad. And where I was working, everybody's cheering. And I, and I said, what are you cheering for? I said, those are dropping. Don't you realize there's men, women, and children on the other end of that that did nothing to you? And, well, 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 what? And I said, and you, you, I want you to remember what you saw here. Because whatever they're doing to these people, this is a practice run. They're going to bring it home and use it on you. Oh, they would never do that to hell if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sound weapons, of, you know, and the one I love, and I'm waiting for him to drag that dog out, is that Operation Moonbeam. And this is where the uh, religious entity of your choice, like here in the States, it most likely would be Jesus, will appear to be step, come walking down out of heaven, talking to you and telling you to obey and do what you're told because that's what he wants. They estimate that at least 50% of the people who see this will drop over dead from shock, and those that remain will go to their knees and you know comply. Uh, they tested this on Afghani prisoners, and they made it appear that Muhammad had walked into their cell and was telling them to cooperate and tell the Americans what they knew. And most of these guys died of shock that Muhammad was standing there in their cell, that this is what we do. And whatever they're testing out and using on these foreign populations, this is just the test run for what they're going to do to you. They're going to bring everybody to this home, and they do. And then if they've got it fine-tuned, they know exactly how it works, and they're good to go. We've got a government, I keep saying, and people say, oh, this isn't true, Marty. It is. You don't need to worry about foreign terrorists. You don't, And you don't need to pass any laws about foreign terrorists because if they paid attention to laws, they wouldn't be terrorists. So there you go. But what you need yeah. to fear is the terrorists in D.C. Those are the people that can hurt you, that will hurt you, that have hurt you. That's who you need to, to pay attention to. And the corporate financiers funding and yeah. guiding them. Yes, yes. And what you'll find out in D.C. is any, everything and anything's for sale. They'll do anything, anything for money. doesn't make any difference mm-hmm. what it does to you and yours. And um, you're just collateral damage. That's all there well, is to it. And the more it caused the populace, the more profitable it will be. I mean, Bill Gates yes. made it clear uh, in recent uh, uh, speeches that his most profitable investment ever 
was vaccines. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and see, he got, what is it, India has got a $42 billion lawsuit against him over the polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ripped through there, and they were giving it away free. Free polio vaccine. Some of these kids got four and five doses. And oh, they God. ended up with over 50,000 kids with what they called acute flaccid myelitis. Polio, you ask, is vaccine-induced polio, which is far more virulent than the wild virus. Another 50,000 right. paralyzed. And so when the vans come rolling into these little towns and stuff to give out their free polio vaccines, the people jumped on them and killed them. Yay for those people. And, for those but anyway, the Indian, yeah, the, uh, Indian government finally looked at all of this, and they filed a lawsuit against him up in northern Africa three years ago. Thanks to his vaccines, they sterilized over 2 million Right. North African teenagers. And last year, right. maybe it was just the year before, another half million in Kenya before somebody figured out what they were doing. They were giving out a, a tetanus vaccine free um, that had a sterilizing agent in it. And I don't know if you know, but tetanus is a bacteria that occurs in the intestine of a horse. And you get tetanus by coming in contact with that. So, excuse me, I don't know how many horses there are there in northern Africa, but I'm thinking not too many. But um, it just, they they just do this at the Philippines in the 50s. Um, free vaccines, and I believe it was for flu. And then they noticed in about 10 years the birth rate was dropping. And they couldn't figure out what was going on. And they realized that the vaccines had sterilized many of the women. So they sued mm-hmm. the federal government, and they you know, got some money, big whoop. Well, here in the early 2000s, they did the same thing to them again. And their birth rate dropped down to only 8% of what it should have been for the population they had. And here it was vaccines again. And you're seeing that here, non-reproducing well, yeah. couples. I, yeah. Some yeah. years ago, I mean, like, oh gosh, in the 80s. I was sitting in an audience in a, at, a, at, a, at a religious conference, and the guest that came in to speak was a, a genetic virologist, a person who studies the yeah. genetics of virology. And this genetic virologist made it clear, said that the, uh, that the AIDS group of viruses, it's not a virus, it's a group of viruses, the AIDS virus group was a combination of two uh, different viruses, one of which was Visna virus in sheep, the other of which was bovine yep. leukemia. He said such a combination does not happen in nature, would only happen in laboratories, and was put together right. by seven just to function at the level that he did, because he knew there were uh-huh. only seven in the world that function at that level at that time. And he right. made it clear that he was in charge of the World Health Organization for some time. And when the um, when and that this individual had developed a vaccine for hepatitis B, and that hepatitis B vaccine was then given to those who were considered high-risk, and those high-risk individuals were considered to be gay men in San Francisco and New York and Africans. And so they injected gay men in in, uh, San Francisco and New York, and they injected a whole bunch of people in Africa. And then the rhesus monkeys that have been used in the experiments and the development of these vaccines were sent back to Africa, and then they found these monkeys that were infected with this virus. And they said, oh, look, people are getting viruses from the monkeys. 
and it, uh, yeah. it, we'll call it immune deficiency syndrome. And uh-huh. but that is, you know, I'm sitting in the audience, and Dan makes it makes a very strong case, and he's got the credentials to back it up. And so this has been going on for many, 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 many yeah. years. Some of the same players yeah. are involved. I which, which Robin makes you. Okay. Makes you yeah. wonder why, with newborn babies, they insist on giving them a B shot. Um, right. Why would you do that? The only way you can get it is from promiscuous sex or needle use, drug use, and uh, you already know the mother doesn't have it. So why are you giving this vaccine to this newborn baby? So, and I've always wondered what is actually going on there that hasn't surfaced yet. Um, but. I'm telling you, I think we're in danger all the way around if they aren't trying to kidnap us and steal us blind and then killing us off. we got hospice that will do it for them. Uh, they're taking our kids. I've, we did a show here a while back called, you know, titled about how uh, it's CPS and APS are destroying the family. That's who's – people being gay is not destroying your family. It's not harming you in any kind of damn way. That is what it is. It is these government agencies. That's who destroys the family. It's the only one with the power to destroy the family. And um, so you're focusing your – yeah. But see, you picked what you thought was low-hanging fruit, an easy target. You said, that's the gays. It's because of the gay people. No, no, it isn't. They don't have any interest in your family. And um, (laughs) But it's just – yeah, and all this gain of function with virus, why would you even be thinking of such a thing, much less – creating it you well, know this Fauci I think is a monster um I I just why yeah, that little weasel still walking around well every 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 public lecture that Bill Gates gives he talks about population reduction and yep. uh and health care for everybody meaning vaccines for everybody well you combine those mm-hmm. two concepts and what do you have? You've got dangerous vaccinations that reduce yep. population. What a great concept. And, and it makes him a trillionaire instead of a billionaire. Sounds good to him. Yeah. Well, that yeah. his kids aren't vaccinated. He said they're allergic. So are my kids. Okay. <laughs> they all allergic. You know? Uh, it just, I, like I say, we're under attack, but it isn't from, from some foreign terrorist. It's from right here right. at home. These are the only people that can actually hurt us. And the other people might do some damage and piss us off, but the people that are in, intending to take us out and end our existence are right here at home. And yes, I, I, I just, they're the vampires uh, we've invited. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Gates makes me want to throw up, and uh, yes. he just—he's such a nerd. And uh, but he mm-hmm. is a eugenicist. Fauci is a eugenicist, and um, yeah. Fauci's about the size of a flea, <laughs> and he's got little big man syndrome, and uh, mm. done a lot of damage, done a lot of damage, and um, they should put him in prison when it came out that he transferred I, that I, million I, dollars through Harvard University and then over to Wuhan, you know, yeah. it just right. Right, right. And I can literally say, I can literally say that ivermectin has definitely saved my life twice. Because the wow. first time I was totally 
I didn't think I was going to make it. And I had to go through the hoops to get ivermectin. But I'm telling you, everybody out there that it saved my life. It did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Hands down, guaranteed. Yes. Wow. I wouldn't be here. Right next we're watching, so I, yeah. I vouch for that. And the hospitals turned me away like seven times. Seven times. They would not, they didn't care what I had to say. They kept letting me go. And I was telling them I was dying. They didn't care. You didn't want to they be there the anyway. Yeah. What? A bunch of hospice. You don't want to go to hospice. You, they used to be good Samaritans. They aren't anymore. We call them the Grim Reaper. Um, yeah, they, yeah. The money they make from euthanizing people is astronomical. I mean, it is an incredible, exorbitant amount of money they get mm-hmm. for making sure you don't leave in anything but a body bag. And um, uh, like I said earlier uh, in the show, anyone who could do this on a day-to-day basis, drug people to death and go home like nothing happened and go back the next day and do it again, you need to be locked away somewhere. You're, you're a danger to everybody else. But mm-hmm. We're down to about five minutes here. Ooh, this went fast. Cause, where did you go? You're supposed to be doing this interview. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, we we had so many people calling in with love and comments, and this has been so much fun. Marty was worried that we were going to have like a 20 minute show that there wouldn't be much to talk about, but that is not the truth at all. I mean, there's so much that we didn't even touch. Face on. Yeah. I mean, like the people who told you to take different shows down, and because they didn't like it, and you know yeah. the yeah. Oh. the different you, you know at home. Yeah. You ever get people asking you to take a show down? Oh my God, I've taken about seventeen of them. I don't do it. Not anymore. Well, no, they, well, I this was because they uh, their the courts were coming after them, and they want you know, and I just said, oh, fine. If if a guest asks me, can you please take it down? I'm afraid I'm going to get sued. I just take it down. But if it yeah. was anybody else, uh, no. Yeah, I just we um, Mac- Montgomery County made us take one down, or they were gonna put someone in jail. Like that. The day will come when that uh-huh. when that email will go viral. That's the day will yeah. come because we're we I didn't delete that email. Me either. Yeah. And then well. they and then they wanted to take down our sponsor. Marty and I yeah. do not run the shenanigans in Montgomery County Facebook page, and we get an email from, like, a clerk in Montgomery County telling us to take the page down. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no can do. We that. have the email. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It just And that's the whole thing, these threats and threats and threats. Um, when I get oh. threats, my response to it is, Okay, let's let's go. You shoot the first shot. You do what you have to do, and then I'll do what I have to do. Well, I mean it. We're going to – well, go ahead. Well, do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying to you? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. You first. <laughs> well, you know, you can make your life miserable. I said, you breathe. You're making my life miserable already. <laughs> well, you know, just – you know, it's just the way it is. And um, But I've, I've been threatened by so many law firms um, – you know, we can sue you. Well, go ahead. And then I write it back and tell them, you realize it's a felony yeah. to threaten a lawsuit yeah, and not follow us, through. Well, Luann, Robin, thanks for calling in. Um, Thank you. I'll hate you another, yeah, I'll hate you, you another day, but not today. And uh, Okay. <laughs> 
God, people, get off of that stuff, okay? We're all in this together, so support us or don't. I don't care. Yeah, and uh, there you go. You know, it just, uh, if you can't say something nice, there's other places you can go and do that stuff, but don't bring it to me. And um, that will... I don't know. Elaine, thank well, you. Say something nice. oh, yeah. sure. Thank you. And congratulations again. And boy, another big thank you for not just myself, but everybody that you give a platform to. And to Luann well, and Robin as well, because there's no place for us people, you know, to right. tell tell mm-hmm. our story, yep. to put it out there. There you go. We have to keep it yep. within. Get it out and there. Feel yeah, we feel like you feel like just a crazy person until you get it yep. out yeah. there, and you know. Yeah. All right. And so, let people know yeah. they're not alone. They are yeah, not alone, the no one. matter how they. Yeah. Say what? That's the big one. Realizing yeah. that you're not alone and that you did not do anything wrong. You right. you're in a web of corruption. Yeah. And, right. and we'll tell you how it will end. It won't end well, but if you want to know how it's going to end and the next thing on the playbook, we'll let you know. Yep. You know, because it follows the pattern. It It does. It always does. All right. Well, I've got just a few minutes here, and I'm going to go ahead and close this down. I say thank you, everybody, Luann, Robin, Elaine, for calling in, Marcel. Mm -hmm. Um, That was an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time. And yes. we will be back next Friday night. I don't know what we'll be doing because I'm going to make Kaz do it all by herself. So it'll be a surprise <laughs> to <me> you. <laughs> but we'll, we will be back. Um, we should start carrying a full schedule again this next week if I physically am up to it. But I'll let you all know. Something will be out there about it. And in the meantime, oh, good Lord. Just <laughs> I think we ought to play, paint a big red X on every one of these predators. You know, this is a person you yes. need to look out for. But And yes. I've been talking to Britney Spears people, and I may have her on the show here in December. So we'll see how mm-hmm. that how that washes. That would be amazing. Have, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll let everybody know. And uh, okay. But anyway, everybody have a good evening, and thank you, everybody, for participating tonight. And we will be back. And thank you all. Love you good all. Good night. Love you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good you night. too. Okay. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Thank you.